0: Good evening and welcome to Mouthful Smart Talk about food, wine, and farming here on KRCBFM. It's Michelle and Jordan live in the studio. Hope you had a nice day, kind of cold out there, but sunny, nice day to go to the farmer's market. Really crowded today, Um, the Sebastopol Farmer's Market. Um, It's the longest it has ever taken me to get a parking place. Um, I drove around for, God, it felt like half an hour, and when I finally found a fire. A parking place and I start walking notice there's this really long line um and at first I thought it was somebody doing one of those walking tours of Sebastopol or something um but there were all they all queued up and there had to be at least 50 people that I could see and I couldn't see the whole line it was a pop-up hamburger for lunch joint um Ramen Gaijin, which normally serves ramen, apparently had made some sort of announcement that they were going to serve 100 hamburgers this Sunday. And people stood there in like the 47 degree weather for like over an hour waiting for a hamburger. (laughs) And I have no idea why. I hope somebody, you know, has a clue and explains it to me. Um, But I thought, wow, 100 people or more. Um, when I left, I left the market at one thirty, and there were still at least 30 people in line. And it, I had gotten there at like 11.30. So um, it just got me to thinking, what is it that motivates somebody to stand in line for an hour or two for a hamburger, especially because you can get really good good hamburgers in a variety of places, just up the street at Dee's Diner, for example. Um, Underwood in Grayton is supposed to have one of the best burgers around. So what is it that makes people do something like that, but then also not support restaurants that have been around for a while and that contribute um, to our daily culture? And it dovetails nicely with what we're talking about tonight because we're looking back and we're not looking back to the closures of 2019 as the Press Democrat did maybe yesterday, maybe today. I'm not sure. There have been a lot of closures. Um, Zazu among them, um, they closed because of the flood difficulties at the Barlow and also Jimtown store which has been there for 28 years, and I should tell you, next Sunday, Carrie Brown of Gemtown Store will be my guest for the full hour on Mouthful. But I'm looking back to some of the places where I ate a lot, <laughs> where I worked, um, the treasures of the 70s and the 80s, and I'm hoping to go back even earlier than that because you know, a, a restaurant could close today, someone new could go in tomorrow, and someone can move here the next day, and all they know is the new restaurant. They don't know about what has gone before, and I'm really interested in what has gone before. When I wrote my book, um, California Home Cooking, it's frightening to think it came out in 1997, I had recipes from a few of my favorite places. I think I even had Jerome's um, carrot cake, I had Ashe news uh, uh, Algerian carrots and zucchini, one of my favorite things in the world. And I had Rosie's Cantina's um, cheese enchilada verde. And I got that recipe from a friend who worked there for a long time. And now we have an acquaintance, a friend, Lisa, uh, Iskin, right? Yes. I always forget if it's Iskin or Iskin. So it's It's isken. Isken, Like his we'll,
1: family, Iskin.
0: Iskin. Uh, there we go. <laughs> And I know we knew each other back then. I don't think we knew each other well. But you worked at a number of the places that I frequented. And I think we worked at a couple of the same restaurants as well. Um, where do we start? We, do we start with the Agri? Yes. Because that goes way back. And that was out on Bodega High, out Washington Street. And you just keep going. And it was the, uh, Steve Dolowitz was running it. And they served omelets. They had an omelet cart and I remember that Marilyn Oliva, who had been uh, at the same time I was a student at Sonoma State, she moved the cart around and made omelets tableside, and I did everything else. And I know you worked there, too. Yeah, I was a
1: musician there. Oh, okay. As were so many of us that got uh-huh. our start in the music business here in Northern California. Oh, interesting. So you played there? Yes, I played there with a bluegrass band, I played there solo, I played with a duo, and uh, Marv and Shirley Dolowitz um, are still living on the property. Yeah, you visit them. Yes, yes, um, it's multi-generational there mm-hmm. still, and um, we've been close for many years now. <gasps> now. I'm trying to remember, They were they a dairy? Or are they a dairy? Um, they're. They were doing eggs. Okay, yeah, of course, the Um, eggery. And I'm not sure about the dairy part. Okay. I'm getting older. I'm learning how to say, I'm not sure. That's okay. (laughs) And so you worked there there exclusively as a musician?
0: Yes. Okay. And was it during the day or was it at night? It was in the evening. In the evenings, okay. Because I just remember being there on weekends for brunch.
1: Yes, did brunches for sure. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, like, there were so many of us that, that, worked there nina gerber worked there scott gerber uh kate wolf um (laughs) (laughs) we all just go back decades yeah and and it wasn't
0: a very big place it had um a decent sized dining room um what I remember about the kitchen was we didn't have any way to dry lettuce, <laughs> and we would put, we, after cleaning the lettuce, we would put lettuce in some sort of weird basket, take it outside, and then spin it over our heads, <laughs> sort of away from us so we didn't get wet. <laughs> and uh, that was what we did for our salads. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I'm, I don't remember when it closed. I know that Steve closed it down, and Steve had a, si- Steve's sister is, hi, Evelyn.
1: Evelyn. That's right, Evelyn. And Nor- Norma. Norma, okay. And they both live on the property. Mm-hmm. And then um, he passed away. Yeah. The number eight cancer? Um, what about
0: 15, 20 years ago?
1: Yeah, a, a while back. A while back. There, he's still spoken about as if he were alive.
0: Uh huh. Excellent. As he should be. Mm-hmm. Do you remember wh- how, how and why it closed down?
1: No, I don't. Okay. No, I might have, you know, moved on to being at Rosie's all the time. That's right, yes, because um, <laughs> I remember
0: the time of the eggery. And, you know, when you go back to visit them, I want you to see, I want you to do me a favor, I mm-hmm. want you to see if they have any old menus. Okay. I would love to, I'm, I'm working on gathering menus from that time period and, and even earlier. Um, I want to do a project. I want to find at least one dish from all of these different um uh, uh, recipes that really that made an impact on our culture and you know some places i think about say galardy's resort mm-hmm. remember Galardi's? Mm-hmm. did you play oh. there
1: <laughs> no i didn't play there but i ate there plenty
0: <laughs> yeah and i lived very close to there and then it became the uh greek place mm-hmm. uh taverna santi i think it was taverna's not Taverna. it was papa's, ta- ter- papa's taverna thank you papa's taverna um which was wonderful. They really fixed it up, and then in between Gallardi's and Papa's Taverna, it became Phyllis's weird food. Huh. And Anne Lamott worked there. She bartended before she quit drinking. Um, she bartended for Phyllis, and Phyllis was a character. And if you don't uh, if you don't remember, or if you don't know what Gallardi's and Papa's Taverna were, they're right on the Petaluma River about seven miles east of downtown Petaluma, um, and there are cabins there, and there's a dock. And it used to be, that place used to be where people coming from San Francisco, they would take a boat up to the Petaluma Slough, and a stagecoach would meet them at Gilardi's. I think it was called Lakeville Marina at the time. A stagecoach would pick them up and either take them into Petaluma or up to Santa Rosa, and an ox cart would follow mm. with uh, their luggage. <laughs> so it's been around for a really long time. But during its, what I remember, and please interject if you remember something different, um, it was pretty standard um, 1950s American uh, diner food, you know, um, Hash browns that I'm sure were frozen, you know, and slapped on the grill, and, and eggs over easy, that sort of thing. And the fishermen and
1: the ranchers often went there for um, breakfast. I remember going from um, the marina in Petaluma with Bill Berliner on his boat, who what who um, created Old Chicago Pizza. Oh, yes. And we and go- there was
0: also Steamer Landing,
1: which was right oh, there. Right there. Oh, I played there, too. And um, we would stop by there on our way to Angel Island or our way back from Angel oh. Island. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 Well,
0: I, I thought Glardy's was great, and I really loved Papa's Taverna. And Phyllis's was just a crack up. And you never, know, you never knew what Phyllis was going to do next. I know this one time I went in, and I was actually, somebody wanted me to buy the place. Not that I had any money, but somebody wanted me to open a restaurant there. And I went with a friend of mine who, if I had done anything like that, he would have done it with me. Um, And we went, and we talked to Phyllis for a little bit, and then she vanished. Hmm. Completely. And then customers came in. And they wanted to eat, and they sat at the counter, and finally uh, Patrick... (laughs) <laughs> went around and opened all you know opened the refrigerated cabinets and we cooked them lunch we cooked them burgers i think i mixed them drinks and eventually uh, i think phyllis came back in time to take money from him <laughs> but that's what it was like and then um the man who started papa's taverna And it was really popular when they were going strong. On Sundays, they had Greek dancing with Greek uh, dancing lessons before the dancing started. And the food was authentic Greek, and it was really good. He passed away, and relatives tried to take over, and it just wasn't the same. And the food got very uneven, and they closed, and there's nothing there right now. Hmm. And there's nothing. Do you
1: know what's up with the old building of the Agri? Um, Norma is living there now. Oh. Yeah, one of the daughters is, uh-huh. is living in, in the original place where we um, okay. didn't meet, but we were in passing together, yes. yes, as has been so many places, I've got a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's living in the big house, and uh, the parents are living in a house just um, over a little uh, hill, and then Evelyn built a house up the top.
0: And then um, the parents, the parents are in their 90s now. Yes,
1: they are. And I visit them and I sing for them and um, they sing together with me. Oh, that's so sweet. It has has been just such a blessing to me. And I was telling Shirley, you know, how grateful I was that they gave me my start, you know, and so many of us are start. And I said, now it's time to, you know, pay back. Mm -hmm. And I feel so grateful. And she goes... I'm so glad that you realize it. Oh,
0: that's so sweet. And if I have it right, I could be wrong, but were the Dolowitzes somehow related to the Schwartz, Jerome Schwartz?
1: I don't know, but I knew him very well. Me too. Yeah, I know you did.
0: Well, I worked at Jerome's Good Dog's. Uh-huh. That was uh, if we're coming up because I was going to say Petaluma. Things sort of the center of gravity for social life in Sonoma County sort of shifted to Katati for a while. Yeah, and between Rosie's Cantina, mm-hmm. um, Ashenu Restaurant, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the Trade Winds when it was across the street from where it is now. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, and then when after Jerome's closed, uh, Rafa's. Right, and there was the last great hiding place, and before the la- before it was the last great hiding place, it was the granary.
1: Wow, I hadn't thought of that in so long. Yeah, it was the
0: granary, which was a he- classic health food right. uh, store and cafe. You know, you could get um, you know all the stuff in bins that everyone was buying back then. For some reason, I always remember raspberry leaf and people making <laughs> raspberry leaf tea, which mm. I thought was really pretty awful.
1: <laughs> uh, and then the cabaret
0: the Cabaret well cabaret of course the end of the beginning there was a time oh, when yes. the end of the ge- beginning and the mm-hmm. cabaret were both at their peak mm-hmm. and one summer, possibly two summers honeymoon ice cream.
1: Oh
0: and <laughs> and
1: this is great
0: the Kachatti saloon.
1: Oh my goodness. So
0: you could there were nights when you could see let's see Van Morrison. At the end of the beginning, and I did. Me too, many <laughs> times. Um, walk over and see the blasters for a dollar one. No, actually, a dollar one was at um, the also at the end. But saw Neil Young, McDeville right. over at the Cabaret. You could go get uh, a hot dog or a, ham- a really good <laughs> ha- hamburger, hot dog at Jerome's. Walk over to Honeymoon Ice Cream, mm. and it just seemed like the center of the universe.
1: Yes, what a a heady time for all of us. Mm-hmm back then and the
0: restaurants seemed to do well Ashenu, ashenu which was still you find people who absolutely love um their memories of ashenu um it is what is there now it was a japanese restaurant for quite a while now i think it might be a coffee shop i drove through there not long ago and it was no longer um um, a Japanese restaurant, but it became Tango for a time. And Tengu was, do you remember? Oh, yes. Tengu was wonderful. Yes. And they had the best coleslaw. <laughs> and that's, that's the recipe that I'd like
1: to get from them oh. to go into this uh, collection. But um, I wanted to interject something, too, yeah. for um, us folks that played music. Those places were fabulous for us. rosies they didn't just feed us and give us tips. They paid us. Really? Yes. Wow. They paid us. Mm -hmm. And all of those places that we were just speaking of, Mm -hmm. they paid us. They respected us. And it was great for all of us, especially who were going to school right there, Mm -hmm. because we didn't have to do other work. We could actually make some money. So you made enough to get by to as get a student. by at, uh, living in the chicken coops, converted chicken coops on Denman Flat in Pen Grove. Of course, that was <laughs> <laughs> yes. I didn't make enough to get through school. Yeah, it was great. That's just great. And um, Rosie's opened mid seventies. Mid
0: seventies. Mid seventies. Can't remember the yeah. exact date. And. Um, It eventually expanded to
1: two locations, but we'll get to the second location Mm -hmm. in a little bit. Um They used to advertise on the radio all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's how my name got out there. And many of our names Mm -hmm. is because they just had their ads blasting our names and announcing who was going to be playing Mm -hmm. and what times. And that was just fabulous for us as musicians and for them as a restaurant. And at that point, it was um, locally, people were
0: listening to KVRE. Mm -hmm. Uh, People were basically people who We're going out to hear music and going out to dinner and lunch and that sort of thing. We're basically listening to two radio stations. Um, It had to be broadcast. There was no internet to listen to. Um, They were listening locally to KVRE, and they were listening to KSAN. And one of the things that I remember, and I wasn't able to find any of the reports to uh, tease you with one or two, (laughs) but do you remember the um, astrology reports?
1: No, I do Okay,
0: well, on k uh Daryl Martini, who called himself the Cosmic Muffin, <laughs> gave astrology reports. And he gave a astrology report at 8 in the morning and, I think, 5, five in the uh, afternoon. And he would rate the day. And in the mornings, he would rate it based on staying home or working. And in the afternoon reports, he would base it on staying home or going out. <laughs> and he was always... Really funny, and you knew for sure that if he said it's a two for staying in, it's a nine for going out, (laughs) and he would end with it's a fool, it's a it's a wise man who rules the stars, it's a fool who's ruled by them, and this fool's gonna party. (laughs) And if you heard an astrology report like that, and this was this was in Petaluma, you knew for certain if you went to downtown Katadi, all your friends would be there, and you'd have a great time you might go we might go and it's like okay let's go and we'd go to Rosie's first and then <laughs> we'd go course. to the, we'd go then we'd go to the cabaret um there's somebody we wanted to see there but um yeah it would it's more fragmented now yeah it's a lot more fragmented now and i don't see that going away anytime soon we don't have the sort of focused Commons that we had then. Um, tell me about how you got started and your time at Rosie's.
1: Well, I played there a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, and Glenn Stockey and Matt Freeman owned it. And Glenn and I are still very close. Um, and I just played there you know once twice a week Mm -hmm. for years and um oh by the way they had the best chili rellenos also that glenn has been threatening me for months now that he's going to make me but still hasn't but when he hears this maybe he will he'll be pushed now and you know i would like that recipe glenn um
0: (laughs) did most of the recipes come from glenn I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll oh, see how <laughs> how mature I'm getting. <laughs> no, that, that's okay, because I've never known. I've n- I've never known where the recipes came from. I don't believe they came from Matthew. I knew Matthew. I oh, knew Glenn. Ma- yeah, Glenn I knew Matthew the, better.
1: Yeah, Glenn was the food guy. Matthew's and the the business definitely guy. the, the business yes. guy. Yeah, and he and
0: he used to say, "I'm so glad I didn't become an attorney like my brothers and my father," and now he's an attorney <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Glenn, the one thing that I remember. So well about Glenn. Glenn's very tall. He was very blond at the time and very nice looking. Mm-hmm. He had the best cowboy shirt, black with cards, you know, uh, playing cards, a- embroidered on the front of either shoulder. And every time I see him, I think, oh, I need to ask him about that cowboy shirt because it was a cla- It was classic. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, what were the crowds like then? It was great there. It was packed it all was the time. Packed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all the time. And I met so many people there that I'm still friends with. Mm-hmm. It, I think Nina Gerber played there.
0: Pretty sure she did. I remember.
1: I'm not sure. I remember her from the west of the Laguna. Of course. And that's where she met Kate, Kate. Wolf. Yeah Absol- I used to go there a lot. Yeah.
0: And west of the Laguna, I think now it's where it's um, Ginger something. It's a, a Thai restaurant, I believe. I think that's what's in it it's kind of hard because the buildings change um or the the structure the internal structure of the buildings change um it served pizza that was the main thing i think (laughs) pizza and salads and
1: and they had um and we could afford to eat there mm -hmm. and we loved to, to play there and have songwriter circles and i mean so many of us musicians, we met each other there. We met each other at Rosie's. We met each other at the Painted House. We met each other out playing. No, we should say the Painted House was in Santa Rosa. Yes. It was on the corner, if I
0: have this right, of College and Mendocino, Old Victorian House. Mm -hmm. Um, I I always remember it as Painted Lady, but two people (laughs) now have told me, no, it was Painted House. Yeah, we know what a
1: Painted Lady is,
0: yes. (laughs) And it was... Sort of
1: sophisticated 1970s hippie food. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, it was a great place to play and to eat. Mm -hmm. It
0: was a nice place with, you know, lots of the, a lot of different rooms. Um, You know, a lot of different rooms that were used for dining. Um, I had some pretty fun experiences there. I'm not sure if I can talk about them all no. on the air.
1: Um, <laughs> no, I just ran into somebody the other day and she goes, Lisa Iskin, you held my hair back while I barfed at the painted house. <laughs> I went, Oh, really? Well, I, I don't know. And so funny. then she goes, That's really a friend. <laughs> and I must admit, I didn't remember her. Um, <laughs> Joseph, Joseph Keller, Joseph
0: Heller. Um, who now has, oh, he has a spice company. He's going to be on one of these days. He opened his first incarnation of La Provence there hmm. after Painted House closed. Oh. Then he took it over. And I know that I had my 24th, I think it was my 24th or twenty it wasn't 25th because I was in India, birthday party there. And they had a private room and it was Jerome and, oh. um, Sue, I can't remember Sue's last name. Um, short, dark hair. I know you knew her. She was going out with Anthony Tussler. Uh, she was a tall, actress. Um, that was her. She was. She wanted to be Liza Minnelli. I mean, that was the sort of musical sort of thing she liked. Wonder, I loved her. Um, whole lot of people. But what happened? The waiter would come in, and he'd give out, or the waitress give out the menus, leave, and then there was a walkway and people would come and they would see us they would come to join us and they would see us and they just climbed through the window because it was a very <laughs> low window and the wait staff would walk back in and there'd be like three more people oh wow and that just went on all night mm. and his food was classic what is really french not quite hot cuisine and not quite cuisine bourgeoise. Um, sort of uh, cuisine bourgeois being, you know, French comfort food, haute cuisine being uh, the more refined. And his was sort of right in the middle of those two things. I know there was French onion soup. I remember getting grilled lamb there a lot. And he will be a goldmine because I know he still has all of
1: those menus. Oh, great. Yeah, you're going to do a whole history. Of well, I'm this. working
0: on this. I have a lot of different... Um, avenues where I'm hoping to use this material I just have to see what I get and what shakes out um, I definitely there's a couple of recipes from Rosie's that I want to get um, like I said that I want the coleslaw recipe from uh, Tengu I want to get the um, risotto milanese recipe from Tray Scalini Tre Scalini of course up in Healdsburg and it was really the first of the more sophisticated Italian, you know, up until Trey Scalini opened, um, Italian food in Sonoma County was more what it was at, say, Volpe's in Petaluma mm-hmm. and Marty's Top of the Hill.
1: Marty's Top of the Hill, where we, I played country when it was country, when it was Marty's, and then French with a de Trois when it was the French mm-hmm. Garden.
0: What was really interesting, at night, in the 70s, and probably going back to the 60s, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what year it opened, at night it was a country bar. And in, I remember in the 70s, if you were kind of into not country, ever, anything but country, you know, if you were into more contemporary music, we saw, you know, country music was Republican music. It was the rednecks. It was the oh, people who no. wanted. It was the people who <laughs> wanted to beat you up if they thought you were a hippie, and so it was sort of the thought. There were two places. There was the Ponderosa.
1: Oh gosh, yes. Dave's, and there was there was Dave's Marty's, place. and, it's and like, the Alan, his brother, on yeah. Marty's. Do we have?
0: Do we have the nerve to go? <laughs> I played there. Yeah. Well, during the day, the thing that was interesting. Oh, during, during the day, during the day, it was nothing like that. Uh-huh. It was an old 1950s-style Italian restaurant. With, you know, spaghetti and meatballs and, you know, a salad that had cherry tomatoes and some (laughs) canned red beans on it. Uh, And that was where ranchers, but also business people from Sebastopol would go to Marty's for lunch. And then at night, it turned into a country bar. (laughs) And before it ended, um, let's see, it would have been in the late 80s, yeah, late 80s, very early 90s. Um, I don't know if it changed hands, but suddenly it was owned, not owned, it was operated primarily by women. The, I don't know if you were playing there. No, then no. The women, the bartenders were all women, and it was no longer a honky-tonk, and there was a lot of punk, punk music. Ah. And music getting closer to, to the punk scene than uh, anything else I know how to describe. And then it closed, very sadly. Yet closed, and uh, now I don't. Now it's Gravenstein Grill. That's where Glenn and I go for lunch
1: oh. from Rosie's. Yes, Glenn you, from Rosie's. We. Yeah. I'm a,
0: it's a seven minute walk from my house.
1: <laughs> oh, we're going to have to include you. Good.
0: Give me a call sometime. We're going to take an appropriate musical break here, and we will be right back with more talk with Lisa Iskin.
2: Edel by two loving arms that I'll die for. One kiss
0: and you know, I have never asked either Matthew Freeman or Glenn. What's his last name? Stocky. Stocky. That's right, Stocky. Or Glenn. Um, if they named Rosie's Cantina after this song. <laughs> of course, that was the fabulous Marty Robbins doing el paso it would make sense it would make sense i'm not sure i hope they did and (laughs) glenn has promised he couldn't come tonight because he's at the green music center um for the uh, gay men's chorus i'm not sure if he's in the chorus or if he's just um in the audience but he promised he would come another time so glenn we're going to hold you to that um le pommier Let, let me set up le pommier Um, Because the Saulnier, and that's S-A-U-L-N-I-E-R, the Saulnier family um, made a profound footprint in Sonoma County for a while. Um, The parents opened Ashenu in downtown Cotati, and um, using the the word footprint is so nice because they had, uh, instead of quotation marks, they had... Two feet, two footprints on oh. each side, because what is it? Uh, French Algerians were called Blackfoot, I think. Huh. So his the parents ran it, and at some point, in that early early to mid seventies, um, Jean Pierre Solnier, who I believe was the oldest son, opened Le Pommier which is with where, Josiane, his wife. Okay, I never knew her, and I don't think I ever met her. I
1: still know her.
0: Oh wow! Yes. Okay, and that was where. Uh, El C- the Colonel is now. It's a Mexican restaurant in um, Sebastopol. But for a time, it was considered, you know, the best fancy restaurant in Sonoma County.
1: And they had music there, too. They were part of Part of this whole circuit. And they paid also. That's what was That's so That's what incredible. blows my mind is that they,
0: they were paying you all. Yes,
1: they paid. We had um, our tips also. They mm-hmm. fed us incredible food. And... Um, one Halloween the jack-o'-lantern was right next to the tip jar. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah well (laughs) (laughs) the long hair went right in it and uh, went up in flames. Not too bad because I forget who put it out. It could have been I'm I'm not sure who put it out Mm -hmm. but it really stunk up the whole place. But it didn't burn up your tips. No it didn't burn up my tips (laughs) just just the tips of my hair. Let's just uh, put it that way. How did they get your hair into it? Um, because the tip jar was right next to the jack-o'-lantern that had the um, candle in it. So I bent over oh, the bent tip over. jar, okay. and there went my hair. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what do you remember about
0: the menu and what you ate oh, my when they goodness. were feeding you? Um, he was a good what was, chef. What
1: was that stuffed um, little hen thing? A uh, oh, Corne- Cornish game oh, hen or yeah, guinea hen? With, with this incredible sauce on the inside.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: yes, um, <laughs> and then there was a time, it was a huge
0: restaurant opening, uh, and he was, Jean-Pierre Sonier was the chef. It was called The River or The River House, remember, down on the slough in Petaluma, just on the edge of downtown. I guess I just didn't get in on that one. Tell me Go- about it. That one didn't really go all that well. It was when Steamer Landing had opened. Right. And Steamer Landing there, um, if you know where Dempsey's is now, if you walk across the bridge from Dempsey's and— look immediately to your left when you get over the footbridge. I think still on the brick wall, it still says steamer yeah, landing.
1: The, the brick wall does say that. Yes. And, and it played it, country there.
0: Yes, and it was, <laughs> it was considered one of the hip places to go across the street from Chicago Pizza, Deep Dish Pizza.
1: Yes, that was another place where we played mm-hmm. music. And there was another
0: place that had a connection to Deep Dish Pizza. It was in Santa Rosa, and it became an Irish pub. I bet you played there. It wasn't? Oh,
1: gosh. What was the name of that place? I played all yeah. sorts I'm of sure those you places played up and down 4th Street.
0: Because they had music, and they sometimes had some really, really good music. And I know that a waiter who had worked at Chicago Pizza and maybe was working at Chicago Pizza was also working at this place because um, he waited on us, and I knew his I knew his wife. Um, but it was any night of the week you could go out, and you could hear a lot of music uh, in restaurants and cafes, um, you can. St-
1: yeah, that was a great time—the yeah. seventies and the eighties, and even in the um, early nineties mm-hmm. for music. And we were all community, and the restaurants too. They they loved us. We loved, you know, playing music eating great food
0: I think one of the things what uh, when I first really noticed the change noticed two things the demise, the closure of um, the Katadi Cabaret mm. was big uh, yeah. the moving of the trade winds from one side of the street to the other changed mm-hmm. it a lot mm-hmm. but also right around this time um, DUI laws changed mm. um, from point one, to 0.08, and that meant you couldn't really go out and have two cocktails and drive home. You had to go somewhere um, where you either didn't drink at all, or was within reasonable walking distance, um, so that you you know you don't want it. You don't want to drive while you're drinking. Um, but that really changed and I, I've talked to people both who, who had businesses, who had restaurants during that transitional time and it seemed that that really made a big impact on wow. people going out.
1: I never figured, I yeah. never even thought I about mean, it. It really
0: changed for me, I mean, because I had, by then I had moved to Sebastopol And oh, and
1: they're really strict out in Sebastopol.
0: Yeah, and plus, and I just I wasn't going to risk, you know, Highway Twelve and Mm -hmm. Highway One Sixteen if I was going to go somewhere and have a couple drinks. So Mm -hmm. uh, if I went somewhere, I would go in Sebastopol, and uh, I mean I think that's still operative today, though uh, Uber and Lyft make it a bit more real you know make it a bit more possible but i think that is one of the foundational things that has really changed um i want to invite listeners into this conversation as well um not by taking your calls but by um making the offer if you want to tell me about any of your memories Uh, If you have old menus from uh, restaurants in Sonoma County, um, you can send anything to me. Um, You can post it on Mouthful's Facebook page. You can send me an email. Um, I will promise you that by tomorrow afternoon, mouthful at sonic.net will be operative. Mm. Um, In the meantime, it's catsmilk at sonic.net, but um, once I have the Mouthful, I thought I had it working, but there's one button i didn't click so i have to i <laughs> have to go online oh, click the button thing. yes and that will work so mouthful at sonic.net um i would love to hear what you remember what restaurants um there's so many restaurants that we haven't even mentioned yet uh deschmere
1: oh my goodness i out never on, thought of
0: that deschmere out on um washington east washington right. in um Pataluma. it was there for gosh maybe 30 years it didn't clothes until relatively recently and it was very popular and you the owner might have been Belgian I think he was Belgian he had a very very thick accent and he made French country food uh, more the cuisine bourgeois than the haute cuisine um, I remember getting oh god it was some sort of steak with a wonderful very dark mushroom sauce on it it was really outstanding he was a good chef he drank a lot. You could not understand a word he ever said. <laughs> I <laughs> talked to him a number of times at the Catati Saloon. He would come in after work, and seriously, could not understand a single word he said. But we should get back to Le Pommier because uh, Jean Pierre uh, closed it, and I hadn't realized this. Uh, a man named Mark Arthur, who now lives up in Humboldt County, I believe, he worked for Jean Pierre. He also worked at. Um, Achenu and Hubert Saulnier, the younger brother of Jean-Pierre. Hubert took over after his parents. His parents actually retired, more or less, moved to Mendocino County. They're the cutest French Algerian couple. Gray hair early. They, you know, really tiny and cute. And they moved up there to grow pot (laughs) (laughs) before it was legal. (laughs) You have such
1: an amazing memory because you're talking about these things and these people, and all of a sudden I haven't heard certain names Mark Ubev. Arthur, I
0: saw your eyes light up I with mean, like, Mark yeah, Arthur. It's
1: just like, this is great.
0: Yeah, well Mark worked he worked a lot at Achenu. Um but with Le Pommier, after Jean-Pierre closed Le Pommier, he went to a place called, or opened a place called The Quail, and it was in Oakmont huh. and oh. I, ha- I have this vague memory now of knowing about the restaurant though uh-huh. I never ate there yeah, I, and Mark Mark Arthur worked there with him, and may hmm. still have some of the menus. Hmm. So I've been talking to him about uh, seeing what he remembers. And he did prep at Le Pommier, but he didn't um, do any of the actual. He didn't do any line cooking, just prep. Um, but after um, after they closed, Ache knew, and the thing that really hurt Ache knew, and it hurt a lot of the businesses in Katadi. Do you remember when they closed the street to repave it? Yes. They closed the street to repave it and to widen the street and make the sidewalks better. It was closed for about 18 months, I think. And there were two, the, the main block of downtown mm-hmm. and then half of another block uh, in front of the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had to park and walk through mud and, you know, hammered um, cement and that sort of thing. And I was working at Achenu. And I remember one Friday night we had three customers. Mm. And it, it hurt so many people. And Ashenu limped along um, and didn't really come out of that very well in sold. And that's when Tengu opened. But they went to Pataluma for a while and had this very tiny place called the Unicorn Cafe. Hmm. It was a sweet little place. I think the only cooking I think they had a microwave, if I remember correctly, (laughs) but maybe not much of anything else. Made lots of sandwiches and salads. And I worked there for a while. And there were times when Hubert couldn't do it or whatever. And I would just go in and, you know, we'd have a few customers. Um, It was sweet. It was very, very sweet. And then then that's when the parents moved away, you know, to grow marijuana. And I don't know, after the quail closed, I'm not sure what happened to uh, Jean Pierre. I know he passed away a few years ago. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, Mark um, Mark Arthur told me that, and I think it was from cancer, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, and then Hubert died. Hubert went on to teach. He was living, I believe, in Lake County, and he went on to teach French. He's a very yeah. good French teacher, and he passed away, gosh, six, seven years ago, I think, from uh, lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And I think his wife... Still lives in Sonoma County, and we were talking about uh, Oshinu and the restaurants on Facebook a few weeks, a few months ago. And um, Hubert's daughter, Mm. uh, she she had a few things to say, uh, which was very sweet to connect with her because I'm pretty sure both um, the daughter and their son were born uh, while he had Oshinu, and while I was working there. So you, you know, there were generations. And Mm -hmm. we were all connected. Yeah. And I I miss that in Sonoma County. And I'm looking for where we find it. I know that we have, say, um, in Sebastopol, we've got Lowell's just closed. But Lowell... um, Oh, that's right. And what I heard is that that Raman Gaijin... My guess is Raman Gaijin is taking it over and is going to open a Jewish deli. Oh, I don't know if that's true, but the the Sunshine Cafe, which opened across the street from k and Bistro and next door, almost next door to what is now um, Mother's Ruin Bar. uh, Mother's Ruin opened a year ago, September, and the word on the street then was that Ramen Gaijin was going to open the place next door as a Jewish deli. And then... uh, The owners wanted too much rent, and there were too many um, requirements by the city. Uh, It didn't even have a walk-in refrigerator, and Mm. the the city required a lot to go into it. So they backed out, and it's now a Mexican family. And it's sort of an American-style diner with a few things like uh, huevos rancheros and that sort of thing on the menu. Um, So when they announced that um, Lowell's was closing... um, there was intimation that Roman Gaijin was going to take it over. And I'd remembered about the Jewish deli. And, you know, on one hand, it would be good to have a Jewish deli.
1: A real Jewish deli. Yeah, Yeah. and
0: Sebastopol. On the other hand... I think it's really good for my health that if I'm cra- <laughs> if I'm craving a pastrami sandwich, I have to drive all the way to Berkeley. <laughs> um, it used to be I, I forgot about Saul's. It used to be that if I was craving a pastrami sandwich, I had to go to New York. But <laughs> I'll tell you, Saul's Deli is the real thing. They have fabulous pastrami. So anyway, uh, back to Lowells. They have Handline, and they're the major investor in um, Fernbar. Fernbar has music. Do you know Friend Bar?
1: No, I don't. You should be playing there, honey. Well, actually, I'm a retired musician. Oh, but I play occasionally. Okay, and I still mentor, and uh-huh. um, I do liturgical music. Oh, interesting. Um, I was part of the group that got the Katadi Cabaret, and we and got it into. It's a synagogue. Right, it's a synagogue now. And so I was a cantor there for 13 years. Oh, how interesting! Yes, it. How, that's lovely. It was, it was a great turning point. It really helped me to retire, too, because, Uh you know, you have a steady paycheck. (laughs) I did not know that musicians ever retired. (laughs) And you're much too young to retire. (laughs) I'm not, you know, people say, what are you doing since you retired? And a fellow asked me that the other day. And what just crossed my mind was, I'm becoming more of myself. Well, that's nice. That's a nice way to look at it. So I do get to play music. It's just Mm -hmm. that I'm not looking at it as money. All the time, like right. I used not to.
0: the rents, do I need four more and gigs? And thank
1: goodness, because it's there's hardly any places to play to make money. Mm. And the the restaurant business is so difficult that in two thousand nine, when you know everything kind of crashed, yes. you know we went into the, uh, the quote unquote recession. Oh yes, you know the, the restaurants just couldn't make it. Yeah. Yeah, and now there's, um,
0: now there are new problems for restaurants. Um, The fires have had Mm. a huge impact, Mm. um, partly because people aren't coming up here Mm. quite as much. Mm. Um, And tourism is down because people don't have an understanding of how big Sonoma County is. Um, Something like... 98% of reservations for a full year were canceled with the last fire for um, wineries and event, you know, Mm. places that hold events. Everything was canceled. People are not, you know, if they have an October wedding booked, those things are being canceled. Um, So our erratic weather and our traffic problems, because, you know, whether people are coming up here or not, traffic hasn't gotten any better. Those are having a real impact on restaurants. Oh, you really have your finger on the
1: pulse. Well,
0: it's what I do for a living. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs> I <know>. forgot. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't no. thank God, I don't review restaurants anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that I don't review restaurants. But they're a, such a part of our culture that I mm-hmm. p- absolutely pay attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once a critic, always a critic. Mm-hmm. I can never quite turn it all the way mm-hmm. off. And I'm always looking for places that um, I think really reflect what I love about this place what I love about Sonoma County, Mm -hmm. and um, from the food to the entertainment to everything else. And so I have the places I watch and that I hope succeed, and I have the ones that I think, well, when they go away, something better will come in. (laughs) (laughs) So um, let's go back to some of the restaurants. Um, I'm going to look at your—you wrote a list. Let's see what else we haven't talked about. Um, (laughs) Oh, the Belvedere. Um,
1: I think of the Belvedere— Okay. Did you play at the Belvedere? I played at the Belvedere, okay. but I don't remember much about it. Okay,
0: the Belvedere, the main thing I remember about the Belvedere, it was where KVRE would often have a Christmas party, yeah. probably because they were trading advertising um, for, you know, it's like you get advertising and then you run up a $2,000 bill having a, <laughs> a party. Uh, but it was more of an, a nightclub. That was really, there was a big scene there. Uh, with some very, very colorful uh, characters. I'll never forget. There was this one uh, tall, very dramatic-looking woman with very, very long black hair, uh, always dressed like an extremely well-to-do hippie, you know, long-flowing dresses, I mean, really put together. And you would remember this if I could show it to you, but there used to be these basket purses. They were sort of round and... um, there would be um, fabric with elastic that closed it, and um, she always had one of those with a little blanket sort of sitting over. And the rumor was uh, she was selling illegals out of that little basket all the time. Oh, see, and at I the Belvedere. I would
1: think that she just had a kitten in there. Okay, and
0: I thought she just had a cute purse. <laughs> <laughs> but um, eventually, you know, if you went to these places long enough, you would hear all of the stories about what was happening, you know, especially with, you know, you would recognize the regulars and, you know, you know one regular and then you know another and then you start, you know, you get invited to stay after at the end of the night and maybe you eat something special or you hear a story that leads to the story I just told. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the Belvedere. The Belvedere is still there. I don't think it's I, – I, they, they put a bunch of pool tables in it and it became more of a drinking – kind of place. I don't even know if they serve food anymore. Um, Joe Frogger's. That's where I played quite a bit. Now was that the one out
1: off? On 4th Street in Santa Rosa, oh, that's, that's the right. one I did. I yeah. get
0: it mixed up with something that was out in the Wailupa area. There was another place, can't
1: remember it. Um, I used to play there with a duo. Irene uh-huh. Goodnight and Lisa Iskin were uh, Country Rose. And I remember that. I think yeah, I even have a couple of flyers for that. <laughs> yeah, and then
0: there was um, sourdough rebo's.
1: Oh gosh, yes, and
0: that was where Chevy's is now, I think. Uh
1: huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what was Bob's last name? Because uh, he, he was rebo. Um, yeah, um, my the California band we used to play. Along that ledge where the music mm-hmm. was yes. in the bar, uh-huh. and it was it was a great place. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, what got me thinking about this? Although I'm always thinking about vintage recipes because the things that I want to do. Um, but what got me thinking about it was I was the ambassador for Dining Out for Life. Was it last Thursday? Maybe it was last Thursday. That was so recent. Um, I was there at Kennedy Roadhouse, which is in downtown Forestville. And I was talking to somebody afterwards and she said, oh, we used to go there all the time when it was Mosaic. And, you know, I'm so sorry we lost such a great restaurant. She'd love Mosaic. But she didn't know that before Mosaic it had been Marie's. And Marie's was another little country French restaurant. And that just got me thinking things fade from memory so quickly Mm -hmm. and part of what I want to do is I just I want to write my final book about Sonoma County I've written two and I want to write one more and I want a good section about vintage recipes or vintage restaurants that really made an impact and used our agricultural products Mm -hmm. to produce something memorable Mm -hmm. Um,
1: so that's what's gotten me interested and are you're going to include the community aspect of it where oh, people, yeah. Of course. And, and your memory is just amazing. You remember all of these things and the details. I know you told me that you just can't help yourself because it, no, that's, that's the just, way you're wired. I didn't
0: know f- until actually fairly recently. I didn't know that everyone doesn't have the kind of memory I have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought everyone had this kind of memory. <laughs> but
1: I've talked to people and people look at me and like, What? What are you talking about? I don't remember that. And thank goodness that you do because these stories are so important for us to know about our history here and what has contributed to our community.
0: I agree. I think it's really, I, I, I do love my memory. I really value mm. it. Um, I don't love it at three in the morning. Because <laughs> At three in the morning, it just seems like it wants me to remember every mm. uncomfortable, mm. stupid thing mm. I ever said or did. <laughs> and, you know, why can't I remember the nice things? Mm. Um, well, Lisa, I see the hour flies by and we're just scratching the surface of these, me- this little trip down memory lane. Um, if you know somebody who had a restaurant and is still around, please send me their contact information. Take a picture of a memory of a, a menu you saved and send it to me. Mm. Uh, wait till tomorrow, mouthful at sonic.net, <laughs> and then tune in next week when we talk a- about a place that is soon going to be among those whose memories are fading. It's going to be Carrie Brown of Hillsburg's Treasure Jimtown Store next Sunday from 6 to 7 on KRCB FM. It's Mouthful Smart Talk about food, wine, and farming. It's Michelle Anna Jordan wishing you a great week.
2: Chickens in the houses, they got chickens in the trees Chicken in the pots, the walk the Petalumis Out in Petaluma, spending my days Oh, I'm out in Petaluma, spending my days Tell me how many eggs will a chicken Got started, sold me my first hen. Now I got four and twenty and twenty four more again. I'm out in Petaluma, spending my days. Oh, I'm out in Petaluma, spending my days. Tell me how many eggs will a chicken lay? In the morning, it's chicken in the night Weren't for chicken, Petaluma Never would have reached its height I'm out in Petaluma Spending my days Oh, I'm out in Petaluma Spending my days Tell me how many eggs will a chicken lay